Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your absolutely wonderful host, Shanna Trahan. You can now purchase the book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, on the TrahanTherapyCenter.com. It's been officially endorsed by a school board president. It's not just for parents, it's for anyone who lives or works with children. Now, on to our show. Hello and welcome all of you wonderful listeners. Thanks for being here with the Trahan Therapy Center and your lovely host, Shanna Trahan. I'm so glad to be here with you today, Uh, not necessarily during this uh, specific time and with the particular turmoil going on uh, around the globe as it relates to death and human life, human uh, rights situation. However, there are several things that have caught my eye and I'm just thinking, you know what? The listeners have to know about this, have to hear about this, and maybe, hopefully, I could open your eyes to a different perspective on life and on things and how things can be better. And uh, I'll just start with this. So this morning, I was speaking to someone uh, who works in the education industry, and it's only one person, and they said something along the lines of, you know, perhaps young children need to have therapy. And that really struck a chord with me because I'm thinking to myself, you know, when we look at things in the world, leaders, and especially myself as a leader in the military in the past, you know, that I I had to set the example for my soldiers and not to say that they did not have any control or choices of their behaviors, but that's what leadership is. You know, leadership stands up. Leadership stands out. Leadership de- demonstrates a type of behavior and choices and self-control that others should look up to. And so when I think in terms of police officers around the world, really, I mean, you are supposed to be societal leaders. Whether or not it was really your goal to be a role model, you know, you pretty much are. And um, so to me, this is where I've come from. So when I think in terms of resolving some of these issues, we all have had issues in our lives, some unresolved from childhood. And some people get to be 40 and 50 years old, 60 years old with unresolved issues in their lives. And because these things are unresolved, they tend to create issues now in their current life at 30, 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old, unresolved issues. And so when I think about police officers, something that we have to remember is that they're human too. They're not superhuman. They're not superheroes. They're human too, just like you. And so they have to also be looked at as people who have issues and concerns that sometimes deny some of those things and sometimes don't work toward resolutions or honestly working through the feelings attached to those life experiences or challenges. Sometimes people push down their feelings and sometimes it comes out in ways that's not very helpful or healthy to themselves, to their families, to their communities. And so this is something, you know, worth getting down to the crux of. I was thinking about 
how the media shapes the viewpoint of people and even, you know, written articles as well as the news media on television. And so I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm with them. I think that, you know, they have to report as much as they can in the certain 30 minutes or whatever they've got, two minutes of story or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But at the same time, yesterday, watching this live video that an African-American female took outside of a Starbucks store, there were two Caucasian females, uh, very well wrapped, their heads wrapped and most of their body wrapped very well. And they were tagging the outside of a Starbucks store. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a narrative that people want the rest of the world to see. They want to, they want to portray Africans or African-Americans as being people who are unable to have peaceful protests, unable to have a, a peaceful march. And I want to say that this is not necessarily the case. So when you have people entering from the outside, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say it's always white people because, you know, we all get together. Different people do different things for different reasons. But when you have outside factions coming in, attempting to blend into a peaceful situation and then inciting a violence within the situation, then you look at a group, let's say Black Lives Matter. And you're like, okay, so every time this group comes together, there's a problem and they're misrepresented in the media or not well represented enough insofar as people are not looking at who's in the background really causing the problems. So, you know, with President Trump calling out Antifa, you know, this particular group uh, and saying that, you know, he's going to label them, uh, you know, may maybe that's a, a tiny part, but Ultimately, I think that we all really have to uh, not be silent and that we have to stand up because when we sit back and pretend that is nothing going on or, oh, it's not in my community or oh, it's not my children, uh, I think that we're really fooling ourselves because this could be your children. This could be your community. This could be your niece or your nephew or your cousin, or it could be you. So, and it doesn't matter what color you are. So. Number one, I, I think my main point here to start is just just because the news media shares information, I'm just going to say that it's not possible for them to get every ounce of the news because nowadays with cell phones and electronic devices, there are other non-reporters, meaning people that don't have a job as a reporter, uh, that are sharing information directly from the from the location. And so there's more information to be covered. Okay. So I love the news media. They're awesome. But there's always more information to be covered. Since the news is not necessarily 24 hours, they they're just they can't be in every place at every moment. So we do have to look at these types of videos where that uh, civilians submit and share information such as what happened at this particular Starbucks. And the young lady told them, you know, hey, this is not what we're about. We're not about violence. We're not, we don't want to tag places. We don't want to loot places. You know, we're supposed to be doing a peaceful protest. And I, I'm really so proud of that young lady because a lot of times people do stand by and they just watch and they don't say anything when you know it's wrong. 
something that's happening is not the right thing. You know, it's not what you're representative of. So I just want to share that. So I got this message in my uh, text yesterday and it was about. Um, so, again, this is just what I got. Um, it says white privilege means I can do the following without fear of being harmed or killed. And it says I can go jogging. Ahmaud Arbery couldn't. I can be detained by police. George Floyd couldn't. I can go. I'm not quite sure what that says. I'm going on to the next one. I can relax at home. Breonna Taylor, Athana Jefferson, and Katherine Johnson couldn't. I can have a mental health crisis. Anthony Hill couldn't. I can defend my girlfriend from armed intruders. Kevin Davis couldn't. I can run unarmed from a cop. Walter Scott couldn't. I can play loud music. Jordan Davis couldn't. I can ask for help from a stranger. Renisha McBride couldn't. I can play with a toy gun. Tamir Rice couldn't. I can lawfully carry a weapon. Philando Castile couldn't. I can get a traffic ticket. Sandra Bland couldn't. I can walk home with Skittles. Travion Martin couldn't. I can party on New Year's Eve. Oscar Grant couldn't. I can go to church. The Charleston Nine couldn't. I can shop at Walmart. John Crawford couldn't. I can sell CDs. Alton Sterling couldn't. I can owe a fine. Nicholas Thomas couldn't. I can take out my wallet. Amando Diallo couldn't. I can breathe. Eric Garner and George Floyd couldn't. This is an overwhelming, overwhelming text. Very overwhelming text. It's not, for me, it's not just about black lives. It's about lives. And it has to do with respect. And I was sharing with a friend this morning how important it is for a police officer to hear out the person that they are stopping. It is important for a police officer to share why they're stopping someone. And if you are not in the right state of mind, Perhaps you have to call out another police car so that they can manage the situation. If you know you've had a fight with your husband or wife that morning or you're not you're under stress at that moment, additional stress unrelated to work, you know, um, or even related to work. And this is not really a good time for you to be stopping someone. You might have to let them drive drive on by. We have to make good choices based upon where we are at the moment. Um, yeah, we have to make good choices. So when I looked at another message that was out there online and a young lady is holding a poster and I'm going to say a curse word. So, well, not, I maybe won't say the whole word, but so her poster said, we are not our ancestors. We will F you up. Okay. So we are dealing with a different generation and this generation has a lot of concerns and issues based upon things that they've seen in their communities, on the news, through social media, things that sometimes people were never exposed to before. And they feel 
rightly so, how they feel about these things. And so when it comes to expressing how they feel, sometimes, you know, people just look at it more as an action speak louder than words kind of thing, you know, as opposed to, well, I'll write this letter or, you know, I'll send somebody an email. They're more, you know, I guess reactive and they're living within systems that are often very reactive. And so one of the solutions here is more about being proactive. So if we have leadership, when we have leadership in government, leadership in our country, then we look at what are the possible things that could happen and how can we forego these things? What things can we put in place so that we create a more nurturing, caring, respectful uh, and loving environment? It doesn't mean that you can make everybody love everybody. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if we create a greater culture of respect between all police officers and all citizens, I mean, at least 80 or 90 percent more. I mean, you know, that part is so important. And respect starts with when you decide when you make that decision to stop someone as an officer knowing that you're not in the right state of mind, that's wrong. If you know you're not in the right state of mind, don't stop anyone. It can go wrong, as we know, so quickly. So what about, let's see, there was something else I wanted to address. Okay, so got another message about the mapping U.S. police killings of Black Americans this morning. Um, and this is from reportedly from Al, Al Jazeera. So is this correct? You know, let's look it up. You know, it's uh, written by Mohammed um, Haddad. And there is an infographic here and it kind of and it displays dots. And then you can touch each dot to determine how many times greater um, are African-Americans killed uh, next to their Caucasian counterparts, and also looking at the percentage of African Americans in those particular cities and states. And it also discusses a number of people, um, a number of African Americans in those places um, overall. So one of the main points here is it says Black Americans are 2.5 times as likely as white Americans to be shot and killed by police officers. So let me say this, that Caucasians are also shot and killed by police officers. It's not something that's often shown on television. However, the number that they make is so minuscule, make up, uh, is so minuscule compared to the number of Black people killed um, on a percentage uh, rate, you know, in each place. And so when they talk about two and a half times, in reading this entire article and going and clicking on the different dots in the different states, it's clear, it's evident that some places there are 9.5% uh, greater. They have a 9.5% chance, uh, multiplied, you know, chance of being killed than a Caucasian person. And so certainly when we look at solutions, I want to say we want to start with the grown-ups and kind of going back to uh, one of the things I said earlier is that police officers, especially those 28 and over, according to science, 
their brains are fully developed. Whereas some of these 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds that's being shot, uh, you know, it's not, their brains are not fully developed. They're not fully equipped to always make the best choices. And so when they come across a police officer, that person, 28 and above in age, is a person that has to set an example. That person is a person that has to make a wise choice. That person is a person that has to approach a situation and say, okay, everybody's going to stay alive today and everybody's going to make it to their court date. If there is a court date that has to happen, that person is a person that has to drive up to a stop and say to themselves, this is going to be a peaceful situation. And hopefully, you know, what I thought was a problem is not really even a problem, you know, as opposed to driving up to a person, stopping them and automatically assuming someone's guilt, automatically assuming someone did something that you don't know for a fact and you don't have fine details that they did something. So the courts say that the courts and the Constitution say that we have we all have a right to um, have a trial, that we all have a right to a speedy, speedy and expeditious trial. We have supposed to have our day in court. We're supposed to be able to prove our guilt or our well, prove our innocence. Right. And so it's up to the other party or the other side to prove the guilt. So. Having an officer to drive up to someone stop someone and drive up to them and think to themselves, they're probably guilty. Oh, they're always doing this or they're always doing that. We cannot make generalizations. And um, let me go back to this from the other day. There are some awesome, fantastic, caring, loving officers around the globe who care about people, who work and serve in their communities, who live in their communities, who support people and positive things in their communities. This is my standpoint. There are some awesome, caring, thoughtful officers who are not just that way when the cameras come around, but who are that way the majority of the time. Okay. However, in any huge entity or organization, there are cultures and subcultures. We know that for the global situation. In every country, there's a country culture. And in each part of the country, there's different subcultures, right? And so it's the same thing with police divisions, that there is a culture of what is accepted in every, at the state police level, the city and township level, the county level, all around in, for Louisiana, the parish level, right? So in every place, there's cultures that are set by the leadership of those uh, communities of officers. There are things that are accepted and things that are not accepted. And when I think in terms of this particular officer uh, in Minnesota, having already had 18 different complaints, Why was he still on the force? Why was he only penalized for two out of the 18 cases? How do you have all of these situations that eventually leads to death? 
this this is one of the the things this is something that a prop a trained therapist would recognize a person's escalations a trained therapist would be able to help that person to de-escalate before they got to the point of doing something like this a trained therapist would be able to step in and say hey you know what uh maybe you need a week off of work Hey, you know, I'm seeing some things in you right now. We really need to have some work because, you know, you being on the street right now is not a good thing. There has to be someone other than just that supervisor who is recognizing the patterns of the officers to step in and say, hey, you know, I'm seeing some things right now that's that's concerning me. Let's figure out some ways to work these things out. This can be a way to begin to heal our cities, heal our states, heal our nations. Police officers who come into contact with citizens of the United States should be mandated to have regular mental health therapy. And it has to be not less than two times per month. And it probably needs to start out at one time per week in order for that person to begin to know um, that client well enough to recognize their patterns, to be able to make a huge impact in that person's life and how that person is interacting with the world. So anyway, I'm going to go to a quick break and uh, hope you hang out with us a few minutes more here. And uh, as we make some more great points, just want to see America whole. We want to see America whole. And those of you that are stepping from the outside. Oh, let me say this before I break. So I had gone on Instagram last night and usually I do not spend much time on social media. That is the truth. So uh, I went on to social media last night. And uh, someone had told me there was all this stuff going on in Santa Monica. So I had typed in Santa Monica and I went in there and there was a young man. And his assertion was that the KKK had sent people in, that it wasn't Antifa, um, you know, that was trying to, you know, make the protest turn into something other than really what the goal of it was. And um, I'm not sure where he gets his data from. I wasn't there. I don't know. But I will say that there are factions and groups that want to portray African-Americans, brown and black people, as if they have no self-control. They want to portray people who look like me as if they're unable to function in such a way that they're manageable, they have good etiquette, and that's not true. We are manageable. We can have good etiquette and we do show respect. We certainly want respect to be shown to us as well. Okay, I'll be right back right after this message. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming back uh, to the Trahan Therapy Center where we shape minds and change lives. So I was thinking about someone shared with me yesterday on one of the social media uh, platforms that a particular person had written something, and this happens from time to time, something about uh, 
Blacks or African-Americans going back to where they came from. And then that person, in so many words, shared with them, I guess, the knowledge that they don't know, which is that all humankind came from Africa, black, white, tan, you know, whatever. And so eventually, I think that person was moved off of that particular platform. And about that, I appreciate that platform. Um, And I'm not going to call out the platform. But what I will say is this, is that it's just because Black Lives Matters is supporting this situation. It's not something where we should say that, hey, this is a black or white issue. This is this should be a citizens of America against violence by police officers issue. It should not be black. It should not be white. It should just be citizens against violence by police. I certainly have had, and actually right now I have a very, you know, I have police in my family and um, one right now that is in a huge, in a city where there's a lot going on. And um, I won't say who they are either, but I will say this, that it is very important that we are on the right side of history, that we're doing things to support peace in the country, not just peace on my street or just peace for people that look like me, you know, and as usual, Black Lives Matters is very inclusive according to what I've seen. And so this should not, this is not solely about Black kids or Black people or Black men. This is about safety and respect And whenever you are stopped by a police officer, you should be respected. You should be given the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's different, you know, when somebody is leading police on a police chase for two hours because you're thinking, hey, this person must have something that maybe they don't have a business having, or maybe this person has a, you know, warrants out for their arrest or things like that. And it still does not mean that you have to kill the suspect or the potential suspect or what have you. It's about approaching it from a positive standpoint, knowing, yes, anything could happen. Any outcome could take place. But being an officer of the law, an officer of the city, of the county, of the state, of the township, that you have the responsibility to uphold your title as peace officer. Peace officer. Peace officer. We don't usually hear people referring to police officers as peace officers, but isn't that the training you take? Isn't that the test you take? Isn't that what the police academy is about becoming a peace officer? Isn't that it? When was the last time you thought about, is this the career for me? Am I in this career for the right reasons? Can I treat all people the same? Light, dark, tan, blonde hair, green eyes, dark hair, Am I in this for the right reasons? Maybe it's time for me to retire. Maybe I should be doing something where I work independently, not having to come into contact with certain people. 
And while some people see this as a straight race thing, I do see it as a mental health thing. Yes, there are officers who profile. Yes, there are officers who don't like certain groups of people just because. That is true, for sure. But certainly some of this is mental health. Unchecked mental health in, within police ranks. And it would be such a benefit if someone would say, you know what? This is a national issue. The issue is supporting police officers through mandated mental health so that we could have a better overall outcome in our country. And lastly, so a friend sent me uh, some information about a young man who attended Howard University, 19-year-old young man who was killed. And I'm just thinking, you know, this child could not even start his life. He cannot even finish college. His goals, you know, to do something good in the world. Why couldn't he finish college? What kind of positive changes could he have brought about in the world? Ask yourself that question. Until next time, thank you for being here with the Trahan Therapy Center. It was lovely having you join us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below and like us. Check out our blog at trahantherapycenter.com. Remember, every day is a holiday. Treat yourself with a copy of the book at thetrahantherapycenter.com and share one with a friend. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend too. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.